often I feel like I'm fighting stress. I'm trying to fight the productivity list. I've got this responsibility at home. I've got this responsibility at work. Oh man, I don't know if you've ever felt like this. It's like Absolutely. I can do one or two of those things well when my list of like heavy things are like three or four, something's gonna drop. And so that just gets stressed. And the invitation from Jesus in the midst of that is to come to him. Welcome to Keystone Conversations, our podcast on the topics and issues important to the Keystone family. Our hope is to give you insight and wisdom and resources as you press on to know and follow Jesus. I am Randy Woodbury, executive pastor at Keystone. Yeah, and I'm Brent Minter, the lead pastor at Keystone Church. And Brent, man, we're so excited to talk to our people. This is something we have talked about. And, you know, I I think our people want to know just in general. Um, They know we've tried to do this. Life gets busy. Church gets busy. New buildings get busy. But uh, as we kind of restart this at this time of year, kind of what's the reason why we're doing it now and some of the things that are on your heart as to why talk to our people now? Yeah, I mean, we've been wanting to do this podcast for so long, Randy, and you're a big part of that. A podcast is a, a piece of your background, but you're also a reason why we feel a little bit more confident that we can make it consistent and and uh, regular for our people moving forward because you came on in August, which gave a lot of relief to some of the administrative yes. operation world that I've been carrying. Mm-hmm. And we've been wanting to provide this for our people. Um, and I think that this is the real reason. That's the how are we going to pull this off. But the real reason here is life's complicated. Oh, yeah. Culture is in friction Absolutely. with our theology. Yes. Um, raising kids is hard. Understanding how to deal with life. Um, also, then, there's a big piece of us of we can't always explain everything that's happening at Keystone all the time. And right. so we really feel like this is an incredible format for us to be able to talk about some of the issues going on at Keystone, like helping people understand things like what's happening in youth ministry, what's happening with SALT, oh, that's great. how are elders, uh, you know, um, affirmed. and all. Uh, there's so many things mm-hmm. in the life of our church that because we've gotten bigger and we have less stage time, we want to focus on God's Word on Sunday morning, but we need a place to talk about these things. That's kind of why we're calling it Keystone Conversations. And right. beyond just like a little bit of a church life, like how do you be faithful and work in a company that is affirming some things that are really tough to you? How do you parent in little kids, big kids? And mm-hmm. so our hope is, is this just to be a roundtable conversation so that we can give insights uh, where we can help people navigate the world in wisdom. And honestly, this is a huge thing, that we also give resources. Right. Um, that So we're just kind of mixing this whole soup together and seeing what would happen, but we're super excited to keep pressing in on this. Like the old-time fireside chats, the old kitchen table conversations, that's what we're going for here for sure. And so as you've talked about it and as we've talked about it, you know, some of the buckets you just mentioned, cultural issues, church life, doctrine, you know, there's going to be a lot of areas that we'll come back to because you're dealing with stuff like that every day. And in fact, there's so many of them. I think you and I sat down once and there's probably dozens of places we can go in terms of, you know, what do our people want to hear? But there's something specific that you narrowed in on recently uh, as as the Lord's worked on your heart that you think is the most important of all the things we could choose to talk about today. Why did you choose this concept of life stresses? Yeah, life stresses come at us and all the time. Um, but man, in this season, I think the best umbrella word I would have is life stresses because there's so much, it's unique to everyone. Mm. But in this season, post-pandemic, coming into the life, that the season that we're in in our church, 
and our people's lives in general, people are exhausted. Right. Yes. So it is life stresses, but in general, people are exhausted. A, a way that I've often been saying this recently is the pandemic, the pol- the last whatever, the last few years. Right. I'm tired of referring to it, but it's real. So that's my problem. I think it was two years, but it felt like 10. That's right. And <laughs> I hate that we keep looking back, but I'm just telling you, it's still real in people's lives. And that going through the last couple of years, we came out on the other side, but what happened is, is people's reserves were destroyed. Oh, yes. There's no more emotional savings in the bank. There's mm-hmm. no more... Uh, patience with our kids. They're, like, there's just so much that is piled up with us. And so I feel like there's zero reserves and life stresses have come. And I, I think this is a conversation uh, that I'm thinking about a lot right now, but even us, and there's, it comes from multiple things. Number right. one is, is just my personal experience. Mm. Um, having shepherded the church, along with all the other rest of our ministry leaders and elders, um, that was a lot. And I needed to... I, the elders actually gave me some extended time to try to catch up this summer, and what a gift it was. I didn't realize how tired I was. And mm. even uh, the fall is always me and my family's biggest um, time and uh, stress season. And even having some rest and then feeling the pressures of life again. Right. Beyond that, this is something that we both have talked about. You and I both host sabbatical connection groups. And what yes. that means, why don't you explain what sabbatical connection groups So sabbatical groups is a, a rhythm we've built in there, Pastor Todd Wallace, through the connection groups. Uh, I think it's every three to four years. Um, gives you a time away from your group to just to recharge, to regroup. Uh, I know we run our, our our groups similarly, so these are leaders of our church. Just a place for them to rest, laugh, and not have to worry about all of the things that normal connection groups have, which is anything from sermon application to marriages on fire. And they are heck, Kevin carrying a heavy burden. And so as you and I talked about this, it's interesting some of the differences we've seen in this connect, or sabbatical group than previous ones. Yes. And so that was just the amount of utter tiredness. And I think someone told it to me this way. It's like post-pandemic, we went from zero to 100 miles an hour overnight. And now we're trying to, uh, the, the classic, you're, you're building the airplane while it's flying. You're trying to live life with three kids, two jobs, and a dog. We could talk about whether the dog is worth it, but we, that's another story for another day. <laughs> and so everyone's trying to manage that, and it's just the amount of exhaustion. I think that's the right word that yeah. you're seeing in your groups. Yeah, so in our sabbatical connection group, more profound than we've any of those groups, we've also talked to uh, Todd, who's hosted these. This year, people are coming in dragging, mm. just dragging. And beyond that, this was actually what pushed it onto the front burner. Let's talk about this today is we just sent out a survey to all of our uh, connection group leaders and asking for input of like, what do they think's right and wrong in our church and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and what are their groups dealing with? This was the answer. It's life issues. It's marriage. It's money. It's parenting and reaching like really stressed out levels of those things. And so we just thought, man, let's talk a little bit about life issues. I mean, it was amazing. When, when you take that kind of input, and we thank you for the input, this is invaluable to us. But when you see those type of surveys, it is not uncommon to see, uh, I think we call it a scatter plot randomness. You never know what's on people's mind. And sometimes it's even hard to get a general kind of feel of what's dominating. This was beyond dominating. This was overwhelming. This was tsunami-level agreement from yes. virtually every response of these are the life issues I'm dealing with. And at sub-levels, and we've talked about this, if you're dealing with those life stresses, uh, stresses, marriage, 
parenting, finances, elder care, sickness. It doesn't matter what issue number two is. Yes. I mean, we, you want to talk about cultural issues. You want to talk about church issues. You want to talk about, but if those things are piling in on you, it's hard to go on to that next topic. For sure. So the thing I would agree is they're probably listening and said, hey, you're not going to, you don't need to convince me life's hard and there's stresses, but now what? What's the next sentence? How do we deal with that? Are you, is there something practical you can give me of how to deal with these stresses to try to get, move on from that? And I know there's some stuff you've been working on recently that God's spoken to you about. Yeah, I think the answer is this. We ain't going to solve this in one podcast. Well, that's not, no, I want to solve it today, Brent. This yeah. is, we want quick fixes here. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. But the answer is, is we're really not going to solve it. But what we do need to do is start a conversation. And a big piece of this for me is, is there's so many ways we can think about this, but I actually in the midst of a really busy season of mine, um, I, I taught at Salt Company. And Joe, our salt director, uh, gave me the passage to go through Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. Mm. And I think that we have to just start here because if we're going to be that exhausted, and we feel that a lot, we have to be reminded of truth. And it's super simple. I'm just going to read verse 28, and this is it. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Mm. What good words. It's so simple. A lot of people listening to this right now could quote that verse. You've quoted it as someone who's exhausted. But as I began to preach through that and teach our SALT students through that passage, I just thought to myself, man, I need to be reminded. Often I feel like I'm fighting stress. I'm trying to fight the productivity list. I'm trying to fight, I've, I've got this responsibility at home. I've got this responsibility at work. Oh man, I don't know if you've ever felt like this. It's like, Absolutely. I can do one or two of those things well. When my list of like heavy things are like three or four, something's gonna drop. Right, or and, break. Or break, that's a great word, right? <laughs> and, and so that just gets stressed. And the invitation from Jesus in the midst of that is to come to him. And so while we don't, we're not going to solve all your marital problems today, we're not going to solve your parenting. We're not going to solve the stresses of your job, your disillusionment in the seat. We're not going to solve all that today. But I think we can remember, come to Jesus. It's interesting as you look at that verse, and sometimes because it's so well known, it's easy to make it cliched in your head. You know, there, there's certain Bible verses that you just, you know so well, you forget the power of it. And with that verse, we, when you brought it up, it reminded me that usually, and again, I don't want to say ever and forever, but usually Jesus is not the source of your stresses, Man, but that's Jesus is absolutely the source of your rest. Mm. And sometimes I actually flip those around. I think something else in life is the source of my rest. Just give me, give me that promotion. Give me some more money. Give me some more space. Give me some more time. Make my kids mind. I mean, we can go on forever and ever. Then I'll have rest. And it's actually the exact opposite. No, Jesus says, where you're at right now, I will give you rest. It is so true, man. And we just need to say it because we as Christians can quote it, but we mm. often don't practice it. Amen. And so what we're going to do is wrapping up this podcast is just give some very simple practical realities of how to take that invitation. Great. How do you take that invitation? So the first thing is this. So simple, so farm simple. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, it's, it seems silly to say it, but it's so true. First thing you need to do, go to bed. Go, go to bed. 
to bed. There you go. I had a mentor one of my one time early in my life, and he said this to me. And he said, "Sometimes the most godly thing you can do is take a nap." That's, that should be a tattoo right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great tattoo. But we often forget that God gave us a body with limitations. That's right. That needs rest. That needs fuel. And we're in a world of like, oh, it's stressful. I got to get through this. Pound some more coffee, pound some more Red Bull, and our bodies are beyond stressed with the situation. Mm. Um, I realize that when I don't, when I'm exhausted, uh, rest doesn't become super important to me, and it's just it's so simple. But it's a great reminder because it's also a simple act of submission to God, right? He designed our bodies so that we have to rely on Him. Yes. And not just because, hey, I mean, you're a better workout person than me. Let's let's be very clear about that. We could go 15 ways, but there's not that one better workout that can give you that rest. That's right. That's going to make your body not need sleep. Yeah, and you know, I'm a nerd about this. I don't think you need always need to be a nerd about this, but I track it. I know if I eat food, if I do workout or don't, how that affects my sleep. Um, because when I'm exhausted, it's way harder for me to trust Jesus. That's just the bottom line. Yes. I'm going to be operating out of reactivity and not out of space of trusting the Lord. How many arguments? We've both been married how many decades between us? How many arguments is out of tiredness? How many parenting decisions I wish I had back is out of tiredness? Oh, my gosh. How many job decisions yeah. is out of tiredness? Yeah, and we don't want the answer because it's so true. No. And I think that— the only thing I would say is like, how you're like, but Brent, the holidays are coming and this and I've got that and I've got this. And I'm just trying, like, make a decision today how you're going to rest for the rest of the week. Make like, a conversation point. Yeah. Hey, talk to your spouse. Tonight, I'm going to go to bed early. I'm, But whatever it takes, get some sleep. Yeah. And it's simple, but you have control of that in a lot. Now, I get it. If you're struggling with insomnia, I deal with that. I go through seasons where I sleep like a mm-hmm. rock and seasons where I am horrible, but I change my life when I'm in a horrible season because I can't handle it. I won't be godly if I'm exhausted. Just my rules. So step one is go to sleep. What's go the next sleep. step? This is uh, name your need. Name your need. We've been in the book of Hebrews. Uh, Joe, again, our salt director, yeah. taught through uh, Hebrews 4, where it's talk about the high priest, where we can come boldly before the throne of grace. And this is verse 16 in chapter 4. It says, Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Here's what I, I just believe this is true. Most of our people know what they need, but they don't take it to Jesus. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Man, I know I need rest from this. I know I need rest from the pressures at work, from my spouse. There's a need. Sometimes we don't know our need, but understand your need and the scriptures are clear that Jesus actually went to the cross so that you can go to the throne room of grace and boldly say, God, I need blank. There it is. Good. So is it peace? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's sleep. Maybe it's relief from your job. Maybe it's grace to parent, parent a toddler. There's so many versions of that. We can't even discuss them today. But often we know our need. We're, we're stressed out about our need, but we haven't... We haven't named it to God. Right. So this is a practice. When I know it, I'll literally go into my where I read my Bible, and I will get on my knees and be like, God, this is what I need. And it's so funny that we can overlook, you know, we'll focus on the symptoms or the results of things, but even a discussion you and I had earlier today about something totally different, it was like, okay, I had to step back and look at the true foundation need of that. And that's where I was actually 
was wrong on, not the results or anything like that. It was that true need, and I never really just stated it. Yeah. It just name the need. To me, the bigger the need, I need to actually change my posture. So there's nothing magic about your knees, but there's something about my soul when I say, actually, I'm going to hit my knees, yeah. and I'm going to name it. Like, God, this sermon, I can't find a way through that's going to help our people. I'm just going to name my need. God, I need you to come through. And what God, does he do? Yeah, he does it. He does it, right? Every time. Every time. And so the cross gives us access to the throne room of grace. Boldly say what you need. So go to bed, name my need. What's the third part of that? Cast your cares. Cast your cares. I don't know if you're catching this. These are actually just memory verses. <laughs> no. Wait. <laughs> that I have to remind it. myself constantly. <laughs> I'm telling you now because I'm brilliant. I'm telling you verses that I have to go back to nonstop. This is First Peter uh, 5 and 7, but 6 sets it up. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt you at the proper time. This is it. Casting all your cares on him because he cares about you. Mm. I love the word casting there because it's constant. Well, that's because it's a fishing term. It is. Man, I, I, I almost <laughs> said that, but I give too many hunting or outdoor metaphors and not everybody understands sense. it. I mean, I have to research them half the time, but they do make sense and they're accurate. It's a constant. It's a casting. It's a present active. It's an ongoing activity. And if you get on your knees and you name your need, there's still going to be a time in the middle of your day where whatever it is that's banging around in your soul that's causing you to be exhausted, whatever stress that you're carrying on your shoulders, the invitation is to keep casting it. Right. Keep and look at some it. of these things you, you've laid out, whether it's uh, Jesus will give you rest, he'll give you mercy, you'll find grace, he, will, he cares about you. Those four things in this life stresses, if you have access to those four pools, wow, it changes my entire countenance of, hey, the situations don't get solved, but my ability to survive in that is now transferred to yeah. our Savior yeah. on my shoulders. Yeah, Randy, most, most of our people in our church could be described as strivers. If you look at our, if our, our community, Ankeny, Absolutely. highly educated, highly capable, have most people in our church have financial means, and it's because they're strivers, they work hard, they get it done. But look at what this scripture is saying. It's actually saying it's not your job to solve your problems. What's saying is it's your job to cast cares. It's God's job to take care. Oh, that's good. That's good. And it's, there's there's a, a exercise you've been having staff go through. It's called the pause app where the kind of the, the founding, one of the founding exercises is I give blank to you. That's right. And I, I'm not a feeler, let's be clear. I don't think that surprised many people. Most people would think you're a robot for the record, <laughs> but whatever. But starting that posture, the word you use, I give my anxiety to you. I give my fear over the situation to yeah. you. Starting that, the day with that or ending the day with that was so powerful. Yeah, and I think that the issue is, is the bigger it is, it is for you, the more you're going to have to do it actively. Mm. Because I, if you're struggling with anxiety, you're not going to say, God, I give my anxiety to you and it go away in that moment. You're going to have to come to a practice. It's like every time you feel it, God, I give my anxiety about blank to you. I give my stress about this. I give my anger about blank to you. It's an ongoing invitation. And the reason we can do that, again, is because God actually is the one who takes care of us. Mm-hmm. 
That's great. And as these are great reminders, Keystone family, as you go through this week and, and any week, you know, go to bed, name your need, cast your cares, and hopefully you find those as a helpful step as you move forward with these life stresses that will continue to come. We know that for sure. So keep pressing on. And until we get to talk again, grace and peace.